Hello, everyone. This is Saqib. Day 11 of uh, Roland Garros is uh, done and dusted with. Uh, there's an incomplete match on the men's side, and uh, there were two completed uh, matches on the women's side. Actually, there are two incompleted matches on the men's side. I should correct myself. And I have uh, Hinan Nebishima joining me. Uh, and he's a tennis writer, a freelancer. So, Hinan, just uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, what have you been doing? Uh, and and uh, what's your tennis background? Yeah, I'm from Brazil. I'm writing for Breakpoint Brazil in the last 40 nights, uh, I'd say. But I'm, I'm still looking for a job. But he, as a freelancer, I'm working for Breakpoint Brazil these days. So you've been covering some of the French Open, I guess. You've been writing a lot about French Open this year? Yeah, I have been writing about the Tecinato, about the Belut and all the Brazilians, and about Serena Williams. Okay, so let's get uh, today's uh, thoughts. Garbine Muguruza had a very easy match against Maria Sharapova. This was supposed to be a match that uh, when I spoke with Matt Zemek yesterday, who is also part of uh, our Tennis with an Accent team, he said this match was uh, a pretty tough match to predict because they haven't played in a while, so just to make a prediction was tough. So did you feel the same way or uh, going into today's uh, Mogaruta sharapova match? Yeah, uh, I thought he, he, it was a very one-sided match because Mogaruta was totally dominated. She was quite unplayable for Sharapova because her aggressive tennis was tough to do. And how about the second uh, quarterfinal, which was going on uh, on Long Run between uh, Simona Halep and Angelique Kerber? That was uh, quite a competitive match. At least uh, it lasted more than two hours, and uh, uh, Kerber started with a good lead. And then I think Halep came back, and it was a battle right till the end. Yeah, it, it was a more competitive match. Uh, Simona find her way to deal with... Uh, Kerber's style, which is more defensive and going for the place, well-placed shots and a long points. And Halep was competitive and hoping to find her way to win. Now the semifinal lineup is complete. One is the All-American semifinal tomorrow between Madison Keys and uh, Sloan Steven, and then we have um, Garbine Muguruza taking on Simona Halep. Uh, so, how do you see how do you see those matches playing out? Uh, do you have a favorite in each match? Let's talk about the Muguruza Halep match first. I, I mean, it's difficult to predict it because Simona is a most uh, regular player, but he Muguruza can find a level who is is better than Simona's. Like, in, at her best, at her peak, Simona uh, sorry, Garbini is a, it's probably the best player of WTA. Uh, she has a level which is quite unplayable for all the players apart from Serena, obviously, but she's coming back for her pregnancy. You think there'll be extra pressure on Halep because, uh, you know, this is, again, one of the opportunities for her to win a Grand Slam tournament? Yeah, uh, I, I really feel it. She, she feels the pressure and 
cannot per perform as well as she could without the pressure like at Premier, like Simon Madrid, Mark Tenonce, and perform well in Rome, lost to Zitolina in the finals. Okay, and how about the second semifinal, the All-American affair between Stone Steven and uh, Madison which is a rematch of the US Open final. How do you see that one going? Now, I, I feel that he, Stevens is a strong favorite because she has a, a game who is more suitable on clay. And also, please, uh, will remember that the US Open final and her aggressive style needs to be very confident. And she obviously doesn't have that confidence after losing 6-2-6-0 at the US Open. So let's see how those matches play out. And then we have the resumption of uh, the two men's quarterfinal that were not completed today. Uh, Juan Martin Del Potro and Marin Cilic are unfinished in the first set. And uh, a lot of people are picking Del Potro before the tournament started as one of the threats to Nadal. And now he is one match away if he can beat Chilich and if Nadal can beat Schwartzman. So, did you watch any of that match today? And uh, if you did, uh, walk us through. Who looked more impressive? I know it was a very close match. It's still in the tie break between Chilich and Del Potro. I, I mean, uh, Schwartzman gave a real talent to Nadal, but I don't think he can sustain this level tomorrow because he, he was so aggressive and go for low margins. And Nadal is quite difficult to do because he is always in, at the same level. Like he, he's a constantly great player, but Schwartzman goes for risky shots. And this level you cannot sustain, especially because Schwartzman is going too flat. And how do you see the Chile Del Potro match? Uh, I think he, it's... It's more, it's more balanced than people know, because Chilich uh, uh, can sustain a great level on serve. They are on tie break, as as you remember, and both are two similar players, and and I think uh, he can give a real challenge. Yeah, let's see how those matches play out. And uh, we cover a lot of Brazilian tennis. Just talk to us about who are some of the upcoming players in Brazil. Because Brazil used to be Guga Quertin, but now there is no presence in Grand Slams or Roland Garros. We have Balucci, and then we have you know Suarez, and uh, you know uh, in doubles, Melo is in doubles, but there is no good singles player besides. Balucci's ranking has gone, I think, what in the one fifties. He's he's struggling. Yeah, Belucci is struggling, especially because he is docking suspension. After he came back last February, he couldn't find a level, a competitive level at ATPs. Like he, he's struggling even on challengers. And I think, I strongly think, uh, Thiago Wilt, who is into the quarterfinals on juniors, is a Biggest hope in the last 10 years for Brazilian things. And uh, yeah, it must be, uh, it's, it's a rivalry like Brazil, Argentina in a lot of sports. And Argentina is supposed to, uh, 
not they've been producing a lot of good tennis players in uh, Brazil. Uh, hopefully, you know, can get in the mix after because we haven't had anyone since Balutri. Yeah, I, I mean, Argentina is a difficult uh, situation because they still they still have a culture to play tennis. Like you can play tennis everywhere in Buenos Aires. Here in Brazil, it's not like this. Because tennis is a sporty with is for rich people. Like not everyone can afford a tennis racket and all the equipment who is necessary to play tennis. So how big is the Brazilian Federation for tennis? Are they do they have good grassroots, good good program to produce players? What's uh, what's the system like there? No, I mean uh, the. The new, the new team who is uh, as coordinator uh, for our tennis confederation, it's a bit better because on the last 80 years uh, we had the same president, and he wasn't good enough to to coordinate and. and be a great manager for our tennis, but the new manager, uh, it's great, it's doing great things. Like uh, we have, uh, we had four players into the second round on junior, which is great. Like, uh, we had never had it previously. Okay. So, all right. Uh, and that was a, uh Pretty good. And, uh, we covered, I think, a few topics, and um, it's pretty late. I know where you are. And uh, let me, you know, release this podcast soon, and then uh, we can talk more Roland Garros tomorrow on Twitter. Thanks for doing this, and let's enjoy the remaining matches. Thank you, Saki.